Welcome to the Lindsay Holder Podcast. Gain tips on how to run a successful small business, as well as how to keep yourself looking good while you do it. Here are your hosts, Lindsay Holder Reinhardt and Ashley Rinkin. Welcome to episode 10 of the Lindsay Holder Podcast. Want to know the secret sauce and how a small business owner manages it all? Well, it's not really a secret. It's called a VA, a virtual assistant. Let me tell you, (laughs) there is no way I could manage three business models at one time if it weren't for my VA. I actually have several virtual assistants, and one of them is the beyond talented Kate Oatway. I found Kate through a Facebook group for virtual assistants, and she instantly blew me away from the beginning with her communication, professionalism, and her portfolio. I knew she was a hidden rock star, and I needed her on my virtual team. I also knew she could only take on a limited number of clients, and I was one of those lucky ones, so I keep her on a retainer. (laughs) Kate is a design and marketing expert, passionate about transforming the way both creative, and innovative business owners survive in a world that demands we show up, produce, and perform like never before. Whether it's supporting a solo entrepreneur, keeping them on top of all things social media, a product launch, or designing a new website to house your blog, Kate is your go-to. She helps entrepreneurs build dream brands through intentional digital strategy, design, and efficient implementation. The episode entails an inside listen on how I run my business efficiently and with ease. So please welcome my virtual assistant, Kate. Hey, everybody. I am so excited. I'm here with my VA, Kate. Hey, Kate. Hey, how are you guys? Kate's from New Zealand. So I just think it's fun talking to you because you guys got that cool accent. We got a Southerner and a New Zealand gal It's quite a mixture. I'm loving it. <laughs> so, and then you know what's funny, Kate? I always say awesome and you say amazing. Have you noticed? Yeah, so, I do. I do. Yeah, so it's just back and forth. Kate, I found on actually a Facebook group. Yeah, it was a Facebook group. Oh my gosh, this feels like yes. I found Kate on a virtual assistant Facebook group, and she stood out to me because I posted the ad of like, okay, please help, (laughs) (laughs) and this is what I needed help with, which was like everything, and I had quite a bit of responses. But you messaged me personally, like a lot of people, you know, put it in the feed, everything, but you also messaged me personally and then your website stood out. And then I think you DM'd me too. I think I can't remember, but your website was so beautiful and your content. I was like, yes. And then I liked about it. You took it one step further and you asked to be on like, you're like, Hey, let's set up a a call. And I think it was something like that. Yeah, it was Skype or Zoom or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I could see you. I think that's very important, which I really like because it was my first like introduction to the VA world. And I thought, I don't know who's sitting behind that desk in New Zealand. Like, is this Kate? (laughs) Who is this? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know. Yeah, I do. And it's so important. So I I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's so important when you're trusting a VA, when you're like handing over a part of your business that you do know exactly who you're talking to and who you're dealing with. I think that's like key. 
Oh, yes. You know, that's the number one, I think, just kind of thing that prevents people or stops people from working with the VA is they're just scared. They're nervous about, oh, she's got all my passwords. She's going to have everything. And I'll be honest, when we first started out, you know, I had to give you some passwords. I was nervous. And I asked other business friends, I said, no, but what about this one, even this password? And they're like, yes, Lindsay, you've got to give her the password. I'm like, but nobody else has that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the thing is that like, there are safe ways of giving passwords. And I make sure in all of my contracts that, you know, we have a non-disclosure agreement. So I can't share anything from the back end of your business and anything you find out about my business, you can't share either legally in a contract. And I think that's a really good safety net that everyone should be looking for is just making sure that you've got those kind of safety nets in place so that you are protected because it is scary. And I completely understand, like, especially when I'm working with so many businesses that are solo entrepreneurs or they have been doing it on their own for so long and bringing someone into the fold is this mind blowing experience where they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to you know, do this or like, right. how is this going to work? But like just making sure that you've got those safety nets in place. There are some amazing tools for sharing passwords safely as well. If you are a little bit more nervous about like, you know, website passwords and all of that kind of stuff. But there's so much out there to do that you can do to protect yourself, I think is kind of the key there. Yeah, we yeah. first started sharing on a Google Doc, the passwords, and then I moved it to one password. And I like one password because you can just everything's in one place. Exactly. You can just have the links, you can change them super fast. So that's why I really like those as well. But yeah, so Kate and I have been working together for I don't even know how long has it been a I year think- yet? I think it's almost a year. It's almost end of May or beginning of June. It will have been a year, which is insane. Oh my gosh. It's gone. That went by so fast. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of questions, but I did want to tell people when you start working at VA, a lot of people are like, well, what in the world, what are they going to do for me? And I was nervous about that too. I've done everything myself for a long time and I can do it myself. I've learned to train myself to try to do it first before I reach out to others because Well, a good example is what's happening right now with COVID-19 and I'm back to square one having to do everything with, you know, even answering the phone. But a VA can tremendously help you out. First of all, you're way, way better than me. (laughs) Your your graphics. I mean, when I get my stuff back. It's my job. It is my job. Oh, well, that's true. I was like, I could never have done that. When you, you send it back, I'm blown away. I'm like, she just like, you whip it out so fast. The turnaround time is so fast and it's gorgeous. And it would, yes, can I do it? But it would have taken me so much longer. And I've had to watch like 5,000 YouTube tutorials. (laughs) Tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that's really the thing is I really love helping my clients really put themselves in the CEO position. So a CEO is planning and future-proofing and looking into like growth of their business, not the, like I think about a building analogy. So like you want to be operating on the top floor and letting everyone else handle all the bottom level foundational stuff, you know, foundation level stuff. Because if you're not protecting yourself in that way, if you're not future-proofing and you're being stuck in those, like you said, watching five hours of tutorials to get something done that someone else could do in 20 minutes, you know, your business isn't going to grow. 
grow that way. You it's know just what embarrassing. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and the thing is, like I said to you before, like it's my job to get that stuff done. It's that's my job true. to know how to do that. And so, you know, you have a vision for your business. That's where you should be operating. Well, how in the world do you know how to do all this? Like, how did you get into being a VA? How, I mean, you're so smart. You're able to just do all this stuff. I'm just amazed. So I don't even know this answer. So I'm curious. So basically I was like, I'm a very high achiever personality and I went through high school and I was just very bored is probably the best way of putting it. Like high school, I didn't get straight A's, but like I was a smart kid. So I got through my work and I got bored and I got to the end of, I don't even know what the equivalent would be in, in America, but like my second to last year of high school. And I got to the end of that and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I went to university at 16. A junior. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I went to university at 16 and oh I graduated gosh. at 19 with a Bachelor of Music. And wow. that whole experience was just like eye-opening, I suppose is the best way of putting it. But I really left that experience kind of with a lot of, and it sounds awful, but like broken dreams and just like not a lot of confidence and just, it kind of just shook my personality a lot. And I left that experience and I was like, I don't want anyone else to feel this way. I don't want anyone else who is looking down the barrel of a dream and wants to work towards it. I don't want them to feel these emotions that I'm feeling of hopelessness, of being alone in this, of being, you know, depressed and, you know, signing myself up for a corporate job because that's all, you know, I can do to make sure that I live, you know, with I have enough money to pay my bills and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, what can I do to kind of make sure that no one else is feeling that way? So that and I was like, University of Google, that's, you know, how I ended up doing everything. <laughs> right. And I basically just learned from the ground up social media management, how to do design. And I've always had an eye for design and all that kind of stuff. So that definitely helped. But like learning the principles and learning how to do, you know, Pinterest management and, you know, copywriting and website design and the whole night. Wow. I, I just kind of dove straight wow. in and I started building. And, you know, with so you're self-taught. I thought I you went to school for graphic no, design. Oh, my gosh. No. Wow. Very impressive. <laughs> Yeah. So basically I built everything from the ground up and like, so I started my business in October of 2018 and I was self-employed by April of 2019. So about six months, it's just not stopped since been insane. And I'm so blessed to be in this position. Absolutely. But yeah, I come back to that whole, like, I don't want anyone to feel unsupported in following their calling. So that's what I do. I'm very impressed. And for you to be able to have this at such an early age is such a blessing. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't have that and it takes them years to get to where you were and you did this pretty quickly. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. It's like you live in the life that you want to live very early on. So that's yeah. awesome. And I can't say that it's perfect. Like I can absolutely say that I have worked some really long hours to make this happen. And I think that's something that people sometimes don't see on social media and stuff like that is the long nights and the hard, you know, conversations and the, you know, money worries and all of that kind of stuff that goes along with it. But at 21, I run my own business. Oh my and I'm self-employed. And that's wow. like the most mind boggling thing. But I get to help so many people. And that's what drives me is I get to help all of these incredible people like yourself doing, you know, world changing things, even on such a like, you know, small scale as being their support person or being their cheerleader when they need it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I love to know what your day looks like, like how many 
hours do you work like now and how do you manage it all? I'm just curious. Yeah. So I do my best to make sure that I am not working with a million people at once. So I very much reserve my time for my people. I know of VAs that work with, you know, 20 people at a time. And I'm just like, I don't have the mental capacity for that. I prefer to work with like, you know, a couple, a handful of people and really give them my heart and soul. So I work with, I think I'm working with about six people at the moment, max on a range of different retainers and projects and all of that kind of stuff. But I normally start my day at around 6.30 or 7. I'm a morning person, so I try and kind of get myself moving. I often start work before I even have breakfast or like I make myself, I normally have like a glass of water to kick me off and then I make myself coffee later on. A Um, glass of water? (laughs) Yeah, ma'am. Is it like hot water with lemon? No, like literally just a glass of water. Cold glass of water. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Starting off fresh. So there's no like long morning routine. Everybody has this, okay, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes and then I'm going to walk the dog. (laughs) I tried that. I really did. I really tried to be like, okay, I'm going to have a serene morning routine that really sets up my day. And I'm just, I think I have like a little bit of an anxious, impulsive personality a little bit when it comes to this stuff. So I'm just like, I need to dive straight in. I just need to get this off my brain. And then I normally try and relax in like the afternoons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way. I tried that too, Kate. I have watched and read so many things. (laughs) I really tried. But you know what happens is as an entrepreneur, there's things that I cannot wait to answer. I think maybe those are for other people who have built a type of business where, you know, you don't have to answer right away. But I have physical clients coming in. I have a team that's that I have to yeah. respond to. I can't just say, sorry, ladies, your boss is doing some yoga and meditation right now. Don't disturb <laughs> me. You know, they would yeah, like, they, fly. No, no, <laughs> totally not. And that's the thing is like, I know there are some days when I need to switch off my emails and just not look at things. And that's fine. And I give myself space for that. But I'm also really excited about the things that I work on. So You know, I don't see it as a thing, as an issue where I have to like, you know, set up my day because I'm excited to dive in. So if I wake up and at 6.30, I'm answering emails or fixing something for a client or chasing something up, I have no issue with it because I know that it's something that I am really excited to do. But in saying that, I think it's really important that you set limitations around that. So like Mm -hmm. I kind of have a non-negotiable rest hour from eight till nine. That's kind of my hour when I don't do quote unquote work. I often like, you know, scroll through social media or check on like Pinterest analytics or like something like that, but it's not actively doing work and that's kind of like my rest hour for the morning and then I kind of you know work through till you know one or two where it's like you know lunch or an afternoon snack depending on what I ate for breakfast and I like to give myself the flexibility of being able to say okay I've got a big project I need to do let's just you know work on it for four hours let's just get it done and I really enjoy time blocking Mm -hmm. because multitasking is fun sometimes but it's not productive so I just I try and like really set my focus and really just give myself the space to work on one thing at a time but I work anywhere from like four or five hours a day to you know 14 17 hours a day depending on the season depending on you know what clients are doing projects and stuff. yeah and how I'm supporting them because like you know a VA can work with you like we have been where we work together for a year or we work together ongoing or you know there are some clients that just want a VA during a launch if they're launching a new course or a membership or something like that they just want like support during that launch and, and that's a really high stress time 
So, you know, turnaround is faster and response times need to be faster and workload tends to be higher. So, you know, there are times when I am working really, really long hours, but I love it at the same time because I know I wake up the next day and I'm exhausted. But at the same time, I'm like, I achieved that. And that's great. Like, yeah. How do you have time to do the social media? Because you're doing social media for so many other people. Do you get sick of social media? You're like, oh, gosh, now i got to do my own stuff. I want a VA just to take care of my stuff. (laughs) I do sometimes, but I think, like, I'm so integral to my brand. Like, I am my whole business. I am a one-woman show, but I don't do this alone. I'm really inspired by so many other people, and I think that's the thing. When I view my social media, I'm sharing my world, but I'm sharing what inspires me and what hopefully inspires other people. And so there are some days when I don't want to be on social media. There are some days where I'm like, I don't want to show up. I just want to scroll or I just want to like, you know, throw my phone to the other corner of the room and just ignore it for an hour. Oh, Um, yeah. (laughs) But I think it's all about understanding what your people need from you and, you know, showing up with grace for them and for yourself. Like, you know, I spoke to another client the other day about she was stuck in a rut about creating helpful content and helpful content is this weird concept where it doesn't have to be a how-to or a five steps to this helpful content can be relatable it can be you know making someone laugh or smile or you know especially right now all we want is human contact so making someone laugh is golden right now you know and so I think that's how I frame my usage of social media is I'm like I have to think about this like I just want to make a connection with someone I want to just impact someone's day even in a small way lift them up a little bit you know get them through their Monday or their Friday or you know have those kind of conversations that are not only motivating or helpful quote-unquote helpful but also like you know relatable or on a foundational level something that everyone can relate to yeah it's funny that you said that because I feel like I've watched more TikTok videos lately because they're funny. Yeah, exactly. Because we're we're just desperate to kind of escape, just escape for five minutes. Because especially as a business owner right now, you know, no one saw a pandemic coming. No one, you know, on January 1st, no one sat there and been like, you know, everyone was posting about how amazing 2020 was going to be, how, you know, incredible (laughs) it was going to be and all that kind of stuff. Best year ever. Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing is that people have really written off this year. And I'm so disappointed by it because the thing is, yes, we've got a pandemic going on. Yes, we've got all of this stuff that was unprecedented. We didn't see it coming, but it's such a season for catapulting your business forward. This is time off, quote unquote, time off that we didn't see coming. And that's obviously looking at the situation optimistically. But, you know, the thing is- Oh, I agree, yeah. We've got so much opportunity in this season on social media. Like TikTok is amazing right now. I mean, if you can utilize that absolutely by all means but that's kind of a platform that people are craving that relatable content and so why not utilize it yeah it's insane that app just I would have not had the time to learn how to do TikTok video I can't even tell you it's embarrassing how long (laughs) it took me to do a TikTok video and then I did it wrong and then to like there's so much to it to edit the song over that to make it like this I had to watch so much and I thought there's no way that I would have been able to learn this if it wasn't for what was going on yeah so I posted actually one for my spa today and it's embarrassing how long that that little 15 second (laughs) video took but I did it there's a lot that goes into 15 seconds you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, well, that's all right. I know. You have to watch it because everybody, please watch that TikTok oh, video that I did. I it. <laughs> it's really not that good. 
Well, so I'm definitely utilizing this time. I'm writing a course for spot owners, which I would, I honestly, I've been so slammed. I, I, I thought, what am I ever going to write this? So what are you doing for yourself right now during this time that you're like, okay, I'm finally going to get to this? Yeah. I mean, it's been a really interesting season of like, obviously supporting other clients through a pandemic, which is again, this weird kind of concept of just, you know, rolling with the punches. Yeah. So for my own business, I've been quite introspective on where I want my business to go. Again, I'm a really young business owner. And, you know, at this point, I'm like, the world really is my oyster. So I'm very much looking at improving my workflows and all that kind of stuff. But also I'm building out this really exciting Pinterest course because I've seen some incredible results. And I really think that, like I said before, this is a season to catapult your business forward. And, you know, in a pandemic, the first thing that goes out the door is the creative services. So wedding photographers and florists and all of that kind of stuff, they are the first people to lose an income when, you know, something like this happens because they're non-essential. And so like I've seen, you know, for a client, this is a brand new business four months in from no Pinterest presence whatsoever to a hundred thousand impressions every 30 Mm. days. It's insane. And so I'm like, if I can capture what I have done to make that happen and use that to help other creative business owners to really catapult themselves forward into a season where, you know, we don't know what this next season is going to look like. We don't know what it's, what the world's going to look like post pandemic. And so we've got to do everything we can to catapult ourselves forward and really put ourselves in a position where our foundations are doing everything for us. So I'm really excited about that course because, you know, again, like there's only one of me um, and I can't can't help everyone. And also just, you know, a lot of people don't have the money to invest in having someone manage it for them. So again, while we've got time to learn and grow and all of that kind of stuff, why not dive into something like that and really push yourself forward? So it's a way of offering it at a a lower price point as well. But yeah, it's going to be such a game changer. I'm so excited about it. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And you know, you're going to have to help me build my course. I'm just going to go here, Kate. Here's the Google Doc. Policy. You know my policy. My inbox is always open. Literally just send it to me. I'll make Thank it goodness. pretty. I got you. Oh, I know. And it's funny because I'll just give you like, here's my direction on where I, I would like to go. And then you'll just send this something back to me. I'm like, yep, that's it. And I usually don't do that. So you're just able to read, I don't know, just my style very easy. And yeah. it's usually I'm like, oh, I have to change, modify this, modify that. But no, not Kate. She just has this I that it's very impressive. I think it's one of those things where like, you know, again, it's about finding the right VA for you. So like some people love having someone that's really hands on and they, you know, like they want to jump on a Skype call or a Zoom call every single time they have a new task so that they can walk them through it. Some people are like that. And that's amazing. That is not my style. I am very much like, okay, let me get an understanding of who your client is, who you're, you know, pitching this to or who, you know, is going to be consuming this piece of content, understanding your personality as a business owner and how that reflects in your design and things like that. And then just throwing it all together and really positioning it in a place where, you know, we've got that balance of reaching your people specifically understanding like, you know, this document is going to be consumed by this person and that person really likes this. And it's this big process in my brain, but you know, it's, I don't love the whole hands-on thing because again, you know, if you're operating at a CEO level, 
you should be able to just, you know, send an email being like, I just need this and have me kind of jump on it and know and turn it around. But that's that's what I need. I need to move on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You need to not worry about it for five hours and just get it done. But some people love to be hands on and that is completely okay. It's about finding the right person for you and knowing that you can communicate with them in the way that you need to communicate with them. This episode is sponsored by Organic Tan Face and Body, a natural beauty and wellness spa located in Greenville, South Carolina, and owned by our very own Lindsay Holder. Come visit the spa today, where they strive to bring out your natural glow. Visit the spa online at organictanfaceandbody.com and follow them along on Instagram. Now, could you explain to people a couple of things? So what are there different types of VAs? And I think sometimes people may get confused with like a virtual executive assistant versus, I don't know, like a graphic virtual assistant. Yeah. So there's, yeah. I think there's different VAs. So I don't know if you could kind of go over the differences. And also I, the number one thing I get all the time or question is, you know, what does your VA do for you? And yeah. I just would have a hard time trying to figure it out. And I think it'd be more work for me to yeah. manage that, give them tasks. How would you respond to that? So basically, there are lots of different people that fit lots of different job descriptions. So for some people, they are just a Pinterest VA, or they are just a copywriter, or they are just a, you know, social media manager, for example, or, you know, like you said, an executive um, virtual assistant or an online business manager. And really, you find the right person for you based on a couple of different things. So, you know, knowing what industry you're in and where your business is headed, might mean that you need someone that's a bit more hands-on. So you might go for more of an online business manager. They're really the back-end person or they're kind of, you know, your right-hand woman versus someone who runs like a smaller business and they just want someone that, you know, creates their graphics every week. So looking for a graphic design VA in that sense. For me, I work across so many different areas purely because I understand that for a lot of small business owners, they don't want to be communicating with 33 different people. They just want one person that is their right-hand woman that they can turn to and be like, hey, Kate, I need this. I don't know how to make it happen. Help. And we work it out. So again, it's about finding the right person for you. But VAs really can do so many different things. Pinterest, like all social media, they can do everything from graphic design. They can do inbox management. I mean, if you've got a thousand and something emails that are sitting like a little notification on your phone, let someone at that because that is not fun. That is anxiety provoking. Like, no, let's just tap out of that. Like, let someone sort that out for you. There are VA that can do that. There are VAs that are lead generation. So they work specifically with, you know, finding new clients for you or pitching you to podcasts or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there really is one of everything, but it's finding the person that fits with your vision of where your business wants to go, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. I didn't even know that there were VAs that would pitch you to podcast and then the launch one. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, like my partner is a podcast manager. That is what he does. I mean, he's a fully trained studio engineer and he is a podcast manager, but he, you know, will pitch. He will send a pitch email and be like, you know, hey, this person wants to be on your podcast. This is why, like, this is what they'll do for you or for your audience or what they'll share. 
I mean, it's all encompassing, like, you know, everybody has a different skill set. So it's finding, you know, what you need. And like I said, you know, what you're ready to kind of just hand off, which can be the scary part. That is probably the scariest part is saying, I don't need to have my hand in this. It's not pushing the needle forward. So I'm going to give it to someone else. Is it realistic to think that one VA could handle all of that? Yes. Or do you need multiple? Oh, it is. Okay. I thought that you would maybe need multiple. It completely depends on the size of your business. So I have a client that I've been working with for almost a year and a half now, and I am pretty much her online business manager. I handle everything from her social media to her courses to the back end of her e-commerce to, you know, editing her podcast with my partner as well. Like we've done it all. So it, again, you know, it really depends on the size of your business. It also depends on the investment that you're prepared to make. So that obviously costs a lot more than having someone, you know, for say 10 hours a month or five hours a month where you're just doing graphic design or you're just doing one specific task. Because if you're just doing one specific task, they're probably an expert in that task. And so, you know, you might need them for less hours, but it's more specific on what they do. So again, it really depends on kind of your workflow, what works for you and how comfortable you feel with trusting multiple people or one people. That's very good. (laughs) Come on. That's funny. I clearly had too much coffee this morning. Um, (laughs) So it's how like for that one person that you would Mm -hmm. want for to do everything, like how many hours would that be for that one person? So that the one client that you have, you do it all, how many hours a week? week or just so for? I normally do kind of 30 or 40 hours a month so it's about 10 hours a week or kind of a day a week that I spend on her business and I like to break it down like that because if you think about it like you know it's kind of weird this concept of being on like most VAs or on a retainer or they're on a um, project base uh, payment system and it's kind of weird to think about like oh I have this person for x number of hours that kind of feels like an abstract kind of thought whereas if you think about it like okay I've got Kate for one day this week what am I going to get Kate to do on her one day that she's spending with her eyes on my business that's much more of a grounded thought or something that you can kind of map out a lot easier than having this abstract like 20 hours or 30 hours or yeah okay absolutely and I do think um having a VA on a retainer it will push you because you'll know oh I got to get this in by the month and it will push you to Mm. reach your goals it's really helpful for that actually because you have to communicate with someone else you are kind of held accountable to getting them the stuff that they need so that they can send it back to you so that you can meet that deadline it does help with organization in a weird way it really does now speaking of that communication organization how do you like to communicate with your clients are you a google i mean i know that we do various things but i don't know what your other clients do what do you normally like to do? Are you an email person, spreadsheet, Google Docs, Slack? What do you prefer? Honestly, I like I know that lots of different people work lots of different ways. So I have kind of two main options, which is Slack and just emails. I always say to my clients, my inbox is always open. Even if it's not like physically open on my desktop, I get notifications. I will see the email. If it's an emergency, like you can put emergency in the subject line and I will see it. But basically, like I know that some people like to write something out long form so that it helps them organize it in their brains before handing it off to someone else. And that's where email is really helpful. But then I also have clients that are just like, hey, I just want to send you a quick note being like, hey, I need this changed. So that's where Slack is really helpful because, you know, you've just got that instant communication. And I think both 
are really good because initially when I started out, I kind of started with like messaging on Facebook and things like that. And I realized that actually I wanted to have that separate because like Facebook is my personal profile, obviously. So it's nice to have that separation of business and personal, just having it all in one place. And with Slack, especially, I work with people in lots of different time zones. So having someone or having the ability to snooze notifications, you know, until say nine o'clock in the morning, New Zealand time, if one of my clients in Canada or the States messages me at three o'clock in the morning, my time, I'm not going to get woken up by that. You know what I mean? It's kind of... Oh, good. I'm know, glad to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I do have to think, worried. what time yeah. is it in New Zealand? I'm horrible at math. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to send it anyway and hopefully... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, you know, my inbox, I will absolutely look at it in the mornings and again at night before I kind of like shut off for the day. But Slack is also always there. But it just means that like people can, you know, business owners are busy. They don't want to, you know, have to kind of write down on their to-do list to message Kate in three hours to do this because, you know, she's not going to be awake for the next, you know, X, Y, Z. It's much easier That's to true. just send the note when you've got it on your brain and move from there. You know, like that way you've handed it off. It's all good. You don't have to think about it anymore. Um, and realistically, when do you think or how long do you think a business owner should give to hear from the VAs? Because, you know, in our head, we're like, oh, we're the only client. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can be really hard because like, you know, again, it really depends on the way the VA works. So again, you know, if you've got someone that just does copywriting can be a long process. So you might expect a longer turnaround time. Like, you know, it could be a week. It could be, you know, a week and a half. It really depends on the project and what that VA does or what that person is working on. So for example, if I were to write, say, a LinkedIn article, you could expect that within kind of three days. Or if you wanted it now, you could pay more. So that's the other thing is if you want a faster turnaround time, normally there's an increase in price because we do have other clients. So we have to shift things to make sure that we've got time for you or for your project. Oh, so that's, that's okay. the other thing to be aware of is that like, for me, again, it's in my contracts, like I normally have a three day lead time. So three days is kind of the turnaround time that you can expect. So if you send me an email being like, hey, I need this PDF done three days from then is when I probably will start working on it or will have it finished depending on what my schedule is looking like. But also if you sent me an email that said, hey, I've got an emergency and I needed this done like now, we can absolutely work that out. It's just like, you know, it might be a case of upping the price a little bit just because I have to then work a longer day, for example, or I have, okay. to work, you know, like instead of my 10 hour day that day, I might be working 14 just to fit that in. So like, it's again, one of those things where it is quite hard because, you know, business owners, they do think of it like that. They think that they're the only client. And so it's, it's just making sure that your communication is open, making sure that you have the ability to, you know, ask for help or, you know, have an understanding of what the agreement is you know, making sure you've read through your contracts in terms of like turnaround time and all that kind of stuff. But any VA should have that in their contracts. If they don't have a contract, then that is a big warning sign for me. But things like turnaround time, you know, business hours for responses and things like that, that should all be in the contract or at least in the terms of service. I love yeah. that you mentioned that for people to look at that when you're hiring a VA. Yeah. Now, if they're hiring a VA, do you recommend for them to do a trial with their VA before hiring them? Or like, what's the best way to you know find out that that VA is legit? Because it is, it can get a little just kind of, you're just unsure. And so yeah. how do you handle that? So again, like when you're handing off a part of your business, I think like you said in the beginning, like we jumped on a call. And I think that's so important, putting a face to the name, 
really having a conversation, even just getting to know each other a little bit. Because if you can't have a conversation with that person, if you don't connect with them or you don't like the way they, you know, interact as a person, chances are your communication is going to be stifled further down the line. Or if you have to have a hard conversation, that's going to be really difficult. So getting on a call is probably my number one. And then, like I said, making sure you've got a contract. But also, like, if you wanted to do a one-month trial or depending on kind of, you know, what the project is, you could do a project-based trial. You could do a one-month trial. You could, you know, there are lots of different ways that you can swing it. And every VA has a little bit of a different kind of setup with that. So, yeah, just making sure that you can have a conversation with them, jump on a call. That's probably my biggest thing. But yeah, I think, you know, it can be quite scary when you're handing off a part of your business. So just making sure that you feel like you can have a conversation is key. You know, if you can't laugh with them, if you can't tell them a joke or, you know, things like that, I think that's really important because it is a working relationship. That's Um, true. I mean, just like the person, you know, and then also I like to like join their Facebook, like their Instagram or their Facebook or find them on social media and see if they're, you know, what they're up to. And it also lets you look into their life a little bit. Like I could see, oh, She's, you know, having coffee here, watching this band. I mean, I watch you, Kate. I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. If you don't click with them on that level, I mean, it's, it's so different when you're working for yourself, but like, especially when you're working virtually, it's not like they're in the office next door and you can just run next door and ask them something or have a conversation or meet them in the lunchroom. You know, you have to make an effort to have that relationship and have that open communication. So that's no different with whoever you're outsourcing to beyond even a VA, whether it's, you know, a coach or, you know, something like that, you should be able to have that real relationship, you know, set up because it's going to cause problems down the line if you don't. That's great. Yeah. You know, for us, our working relationship has lasted almost a year. We can have those conversations. You know, we can have a laugh. We jumped on this call and we had a bit of a laugh. Um, Right. You know, we caught up with each other because at the end of the day, we care about each other as a person. We care about each other's businesses. But if you've got someone that is just looking for, you know, just looking for work, doesn't really care that much, doesn't really understand what you do or why you do it, your why behind or your motivation behind your business they're probably not your person. I like how you said that because I always feel like you do care. And there, you know, if I say, Hey, you know, I know you worked. Oh, here's a good example. There was this time where you worked so hard on these pictures for the blog. And I remember I said, I said, Oh, I want it just a little bit is either a little bit brighter or a little bit less bright. I forgot what it was. And I thought, Oh, I hate to even ask for this because it was she worked so hard, but you (laughs) handled it so beautifully. And you were like, I got you. I understand. No problem. And you just changed it. It was no big deal. It's not like you charge me more because let me tell you, a lot of people would, you know, say, okay, well, that's going to cost you. And as a business owner, that's, you know, you never want to do that because then you lose that trust in that person. And the way you handled it was awesome. And it it made me feel just more confident in our relationship and that you, Mm. I was like, oh, she really cares. She really wants me to succeed. And, and so it makes me care in return, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, we have that understanding where it's like, I know that if you come back and you say, hey, I just need you to edit this one thing, you know, I understand that it's from the perspective of you want to put your best foot forward in your business. So why shouldn't I meet you there? Why shouldn't I put my best foot forward and make sure that you're putting your best foot forward? Because that's really my role is, like I said, you know, helping you operate at a CEO level, have that future thinking, have that, you know, projection forward of 
this is what I want my business to look like. So if that means tweaking some photos, we'll do it. If that means, you know, editing a PDF so that the font is a little bit different or, you know, it aligns differently, then we'll do it. You know, again, it's about finding your person who is just as invested in your mission as you are. That's so important because on the back end, I had to feel confident giving this to a brand that I had a a deal, like a sponsorship with. And I was like, oh, I wanted it to be perfect because I had a contract. So yeah, it goes hand in hand. Well, to do all that stuff, this is fun. I want to ask you like, what like tools and apps are your favorite? Like, what do you use like all the time? I'm so excited to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously all of the Google suite is a dream. I have color coordinated my Google calendar for time blocking. Oh gosh. That kind of stuff. <laughs> I have like type A organized right now, guys. Asana oh, I can see is, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Asana is amazing. I use it for mapping out my client work for myself and also with my clients. So I add my clients to a Asana board if they've got like a big launch going on or you know, we're dealing with kind of lots of moving aspects in their business, then I'll add them to an Asana board so that we can map it out visually together. Also just Slack, Slack is a lifesaver. And then my new obsession is MindNode, which is an app that is basically like a big brain tree. So you can start with like a topic and lots of branches come out from it and you can fill it out with, for example, it's great for content ideas or mapping out. I know people use it for mapping out podcasts or all of that kind of stuff, but it's just a very visual way of seeing how everything connects and what leads on from what. And it's a game changer. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) Is it a free one? What is it called again? Mind Mind Node. I've not heard of that one. Yeah. Cool. Is that free or do you pay for that one? It is free. There is a free version. You can pay for it, but the paid version is literally just like I think some more customizable like colors or aesthetics and things like that so like I'll probably do it at some point because at some point the aesthetic will throw me off but it is quite (laughs) as is. but yeah so like you don't have to pay for it it's amazing as a free version now for your Instagram and your videos and all of that and I don't even know are you on TikTok I don't even know I'm about to um go on a big TikTok recording rampage. I think. Oh, um, okay. So hopefully some more content there soon. But yeah, so I do all of the platforms. Do you like certain apps for that? So for instance, I love to use InShot for videos. InShot's I like amazing. to use Okay, and Unfold and um, Planoly to plan out stuff. What do oh, you yeah, have yeah. any? So I use an app on my iPhone called Unum, which sounds really crazy. It's U-N-U-M. Yes, um, yes, to plan. And that's okay. just planning, like planning out my feed and all that kind of stuff. I use it if I'm mapping out my clients' feeds before I put it into a scheduler because it's just super, super easy, streamlined. I've used Later and Buffer as a like scheduling software, but if I'm being honest, I don't use a scheduler all that often. I like to kind of have a hands-on approach with most of my social media. So both of those are amazing and they work for a lot of people. So I definitely endorse both of those, but I don't personally use them all that much. And then like, I'm obsessed with Pinterest at the moment. That's a whole nother story. So I use Tailwind for Pinterest and that's a game changer. Yeah. Oh yeah. We use Tailwind too. So, I mean, I personally don't, but (laughs) 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 I don't actually do it. That's right. Yeah. It's great to schedule out your pins and stuff. Perfect. Well, thanks so much. I am so excited to share. Well, it's kind of, I selfishly was like, well, I do want Kate to come on here, but somebody better not scoop her up. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know I'll always have time for you. <laughs> okay, that's the <laughs> just as long as we have that understanding. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, this has been so helpful. I hope that everybody has just really enjoyed learning from Kate. You don't always get to hear from the VAs who do all the work, and I wanted to make sure that. you know, a light was shined on you and that you were able to just convey to the audience, like, this is what a VA does. They can really help you run your business. And so you can focus on what you need to do. And, you know, I can do it in 20 minutes. You don't have to do it in, you know, 10 hours. Um, It can help get your life back. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I am very much like, I consider myself to be like your hype girl, your biggest cheerleader. Like, I am your right-hand woman when I come onto your team. Like, I am very much the person you can turn to for ideas, for innovation, for coming up with solutions. I take my job pretty seriously when it comes to, like, being more than just a VA. I don't claim the VA title all that often these days purely because, you know, a VA sounds kind of like quite a small role, but I really do my best to embody so much more than that in what I do. At, At a baseline level, I am a VA, but I am, like, all of these other things combined, and it's been so much fun talking to you about it, Lindsay. Oh, I know. You too, Kay. And for people who want to find you, where can they find you at? My website is thecuratednow.com and I am at the curated now for Instagram and all of the other places. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes. Branded very nicely. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do my best. Great. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, thanks, Kate. And I just appreciate you coming on and taking your time to no share worries. with everybody. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Would you like to work with Kate? Use this code exclusive to the Lindsay Holder listeners. Kate is offering one complimentary discovery call. Mention the Lindsay Holder show to book your discovery call and get ready for a virtual assistant to make your business soar. Find out how to reach Kate through our show notes in the podcast. Thank you guys for listening and a reminder to please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to make sure you are getting all the episodes. And also, if you would please, please rate and review us. You can be a part of our community through our VIP private Facebook group for women entrepreneurs and those beauty mavens. Search Lindsay Holder Small Biz and Beauty on Facebook, and we cannot wait to keep the conversation going on over there.